Hello and welcome to the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast, a podcast about all things film from a different perspective. I'm your host, Samantha Delheron, and today I'll be talking about how props are made. What are props? What are they used for? Why do we need to make some as opposed to buying others? How are they made? And much more. Let's get right into it. So what are props and what are they used for? Simply put, a prop is anything an actor interacts with in a film. This could be something simple, like a coffee cup in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or something more complex, like the proton packs from Ghostbusters. So a prop, when used effectively, can become one of the most memorable components of a film. It can move a story forward, it can define a character, or even become a symbol in and of itself. So think of the horse figurine in Blade Runner 2049 with his date of birth that he thought it was his date of birth carved into the bottom. Or the One Ring from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It is the movie's entire poster. And Katniss's Mockingjay pin from The Hunger Games. This is huge. It's everywhere. She wears it all the time. The Snitch from Harry Potter. This is very very uh, unique in itself and everyone can recognize it and know immediately that that is Harry Potter. And something bigger would be the DeLorean from Back to the Future because who has those laying around and who can go 88 miles an hour to travel in time? Some props aren't as significant in the eyes of the film's story but that doesn't mean they aren't important. Some props help set the time period for a film like wanted posters and guns in Django Unchained, or where the film is taking place, like pamphlets for the Hollywood sign or things like that so you know it's happening in LA. They can do so much for a film, it is just insane how important props are. This could be so many different things, and we'll get right into that. So, why do we need to buy some props and make others? Well, some props are more complex than others, and there are different types of props which require different levels of creativity and innovation. So the different types of props are hand props, personal props, set props, trim props, and breakaway props. So hand props are any prop that is carried by or handled by a character, and this ranges widely from weapons to flashlights or even keys. And many other types of props can also be categorized as a hand prop once an actor picks it up. So this could just be like a pencil on the the desk of someone working at a bank. And once they pick it up, that becomes a hand prop. Moving along to personal props. Personal props are typically worn by an actor or at least carried by them consistently. And these props become a key part of a character's identity. So we already talked about like the one ring, which um, Bilbo carries a lot. Or we could say like Gandalf's staff, let's just stay on theme with Lord of the Rings, I guess. Like Gandalf's staff, that could be a personal prop. Um, Or even Legolas's bow, that could be a personal prop. Um, Or we could swap over... And um, the new season of the Umbrella Academy just came out, and since I've already watched all of it, um, (laughs) Allison, she carries her and Ray's rings on her neck, uh, on a necklace. So that's a personal prop. 
and during season one, five carried around the eyeball, and that was a personal prop because it came such a big part of him because he was looking for these answers, and there are many, many others. Moving on to set props. Set props are props that are placed on set, so these props, like set dressing, add to the aesthetic of the set, but unlike set dressing, actors interact with set props. So most commonly, these are things like furniture, like couches, a bed, a chair, like things like that, that the characters sit on. <laughs> but it could also be like a lamp that they turn on, a candle, lantern, a tent, um, things like that, that, you know, they interact with, um, and it's not just there for show. Then we have trim props. So sometimes actors move toward windows or pictures hanging on the wall and interact with the frames, curtains, or blinds. And these are called trim props because they are essentially any prop that hangs on the wall that an actor interacts with. And they're called trim because it's on like the, out the outside of the set, the outside of the walls, it's a trim. So think of the paintings in Harry Potter in that stairway, um, how they interact with them. Or it could be the mirrors on um, the walls and things in uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor um, that she keeps not wanting to look at because she sees her dead fiancé. So think of those when you think of trim props. Then we have breakaway props, and these are like very, very, very famous. Breakaway props are designed to break on cue or on an action. And these are typically like bottles or objects and are made to be extremely brittle, so they shatter easily and they don't hurt actors, and we'll get more into that soon. So most of these props are things that can be bought, like flashlights, couches, and other furniture, jewelry, curtains, whatever. But some of these need to be made, like the breakaway props and otherworldly items, time periods, specific things, etc. So we will get right into that. How are props made? I have to give a shout out to Scott Reader or at Scott Prop and Roll on Instagram um, because he is a popular prop maker that makes videos on how props work and how they're made and he is just really cool. He does all these dad jokes with props and he shows you everything. He went viral. He works on so many shows and movies so go check him out. It's Scott Prop and Roll on Instagram and I think also on TikTok so go check him out if you haven't already. Okay, back to it. A lot of props are made out of styrofoam and are painted to look real. Most of the time, these being weapons so the actors don't hurt each other on set. So this could be like an axe, a baseball bat, um, a, a weight from <laughs> like an exercise weight, like a dumbbell or something, things like that. Wine glasses, vases, and other glass-looking props are made out of sugar glass if they need to be broken, and they are very light as a result and break very easily without the risk of injury that comes from real glass. So we'll just have, like, someone making these sugar things, and um, yes, you can buy these made, or you can make them yourself. Then we have things like prop money, and they can't be an exact copy of real money because that's illegal to print your own money. Um, so these fake bills typically have something written on it like made for motion pictures so that they have some sort of signifier to differentiate them from real bills. And I saw this article that said if you keep them about 6 to 10 feet away, and like minimum, then you'll be fine and no one can know that they're fake. But if you get any closer than that, then you'll probably run into some trouble like 
I know people aren't pausing to look at these bills, but if someone were to, then they might see that signifier. So look out for that the next time you're watching a movie or a TV show like Ozark when they're hiding all the money in the walls. Try looking and seeing if you can see that signifier that shows that they're fake. Paper, plastic, and chips bags are usually made of vinyl to eliminate up to 90% of sound so that they get clean audio and principal photography. You don't want someone talking to someone and ruffling a huge bag of chips and you don't get any clean dialogue at all. So they use the sound of these bags in Foley. It's added in in post. And why don't you go check out our episode on Foley so that you know what Foley is if you don't already. Some props are made from random materials and scraps, as were the original lightsabers. So camera parts, jet engine scraps, faucet knobs, and all sorts of things were painted to look metallic with buttons. And they also used a small rotor in the hilts, or the um, handle, of the lightsabers to make carbon fibers spin while they were illuminated to give that glow effect. And the carbon fiber blades were coated in scotch light to reflect the light and give the animators a point of reference in post-production. So that's something that you gotta kind of look at. And like, so many props are made this way, they just have to kind of throw caution to the wind sometimes and just kind of come up with these things on the fly. So in summary, props are complex things that require a whole department to figure them out. And they range from small and seemingly simple things like a necklace all the way to a big and complex things like cars and furniture. These props are made from foam, wood, metal, jet engines, jello, candy, and many more. Props are an integral part of filmmaking and storytelling and can propel a story forward or be a recognizable item for a film altogether. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed learning about how props are made and that it was beneficial to you. Huge shout out to Kyle de Guzman and his article on studiobinder.com because it helped me write this episode. It was very, very informative, so I would go give that a read and I'll link it in the show notes. As always, thanks for listening to the Dutch Angle Chronicles podcast. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and consider supporting the show by buying us a coffee. Be sure to come back to the next episode on Golden and Blue Hour. And until then, this is Samantha De La Heron, and don't forget, always look at film from a different perspective. Bye!